Hello, this is Rafal Davidovich. Welcome to Navi Wednesday. Today, in this class, we will be summarizing and offering some insight on Sefer Yehoshua, Perik Chav Dalet. That is the book of Joshua, chapter 24. This is the last chapter of this book, the closing chapter that has so many interesting things that I think I'm going to split this up into two separate podcasts. The first one, the one I'm speaking about right now, I'm speaking in right now, will be covering the summary of chapter 24. And then in the second class, I will offer a general summary of all of Sefer Yehoshua. So let's begin. Yehoshua gathers the people again. As I mentioned in the last class, Yehoshua gives not one but two farewell addresses to the Jewish people. In the first address, in chapter 23, Yehoshua maintained the position that was difficult for them to accept, that they had not finished the job, and that they still have to act with the same level of seriousness as before they started, because the job is not finished. Here, Yehoshua gives them a general history of the entire Jewish people, all the way back to Terach, who is the father of Avraham Avinu. And if some of the verses in this chapter, chapter 24, sound familiar to you, then it is because you have been paying attention at the Pesach Sidarim. At the Seder, in the Haggadah, we read verses from this, uh, from this section, from this chapter of uh, Sefer Yehoshua. And he goes all the way back to the beginning, saying that Avram grew up in a ho- the home of Terach, with Avram's brother Nachor, and that they were idol worshippers. And then he continues to describe how Hashem took Avram and brought him across the river into the land of Canaan. And while he gave him other children, he gave him Yitzchak. And to Yitzchak he gave Yaakov and Esav. Yaakov went down to Mitzrayim. All of this is what we read in the Haggadah. And then Moshe and Aaron helped take the Jews out of Mitzrayim until they arrived into Eretz Canaan, into this land. And now Yehoshua tells them, listen, here we are. Do you want to serve Hashem or are you going to abandon God? And the people respond and they say, God forbid that we would abandon Hashem and serve other gods. Because it is Hashem, who, our God, who took us and our forefathers, our, right, just one generation up, really, one or two generations up from the land of Egypt, from the house of slaves, and who has done all of these wonders to help us conquer this land. And then Yehoshua tells them something amazing. I'm reading verse 19. You cannot serve God. God is very holy. He is very zealous, jealous, as they say, a jealous God. He won't forgive you. You're going to abandon him and you're going to serve other gods. It's amazing how the people then respond and they say, No, we will serve Hashem. And then Yoshua says, Okay, you heard it. You said you're going to serve Hashem. You are witnesses to this great event today. And with this, he makes another covenant, and he writes of these words, 
and they have it placed next to the Torah that is next to the Arun Kodesh. Now, what is so amazing about this passage, and really would take me an hour to describe how much this passage, this story means to me, and I will cover it in the next class. But what is so amazing is the whole reverse psychology thing that's going on here. Why is Yehoshua speaking so harshly to them to tell them, nah, you can't do it, this is too hard for you. You know, God is too holy, you don't get it. What's going on over here? I'll tell you what's going on. Yehoshua is not playing some sort of reverse psychology game. What Yehoshua is doing here is letting them know that while they have achieved many successes under the leadership of Moshe, and now under his leadership these many years, he's telling them that they have not yet truly achieved the level that is expected of them. More growth is needed. So Yehoshua is not telling them that they're failures. He's telling them they have not yet fully matured. He is telling them the next stage in their history will be to grow. They are not there yet. And this is why he goes back deep into the history. Back to Avram who worshipped idols and back to the years they spent in Egypt and Mitzrayim and worshipped idols. Those things cannot be resolved through a few years of military successes. He is telling them they are going to have to continue to grow. And then afterwards, the very conclusion of this book is to describe how Yehoshua dies. Yehoshua is buried in Shechem. And then, after that, actually, not, he's not buried in Shechem. Please forgive me for that. He's buried in a uh, place called Timnat Serach, which is in Ephraim. And then, because he's from the tribe of Ephraim, the Torah, the, these, the last few psukim say that the Jewish people served Hashem all the days of Yehoshua, and the days of the Zakanim who lived their lives after Yehoshua. And then, after it describes how they had buried Yosef's bones in Shechem, that's why I said Shechem by accident earlier, the last Pasuk is actually a description of how Elazar ben Aaron, Elazar is the Kohen Gadol, who after Aaron, how he died and he was buried, and placed in a plot in a land that was owned by his son, Pinchas. Why are we told this? Because Sefer Yehoshua, that we have just concluded, is the true conclusion to the life of Moshe Rabbeinu. And this goes back to something that I said at the very beginning when reviewing chapter 1, that Yehoshua's life as the understudy is a continuation of the light of Moshe Rabbeinu. As our rabbis say, it is as if Moshe is the sun and Yehoshua is the moon. And it's understood that the moon reflects the light of the sun, not as brightly, obviously, but the moon's light is a continuation of the sun's light. And in this way, we are now describing that the degeneration of the Torah has come to a conclusion with the passing of Yehoshua and also with the passing of Elazar, the Kohen Gadol. We are going to wrap all of this up in the next class. Thank you all for listening.